Friends, fiends, rapscallions, I know what you all must be thinking every time an episode is released of Easily Irritated. I'm sure you're all thinking, God, Mike is my favorite comedian. I love his stand-up. I love his podcast. I love Mike McCowan. I just wish I could have a podcast myself. I wish that people would want to listen to me talk. I wish, you know, I'm passionate about JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Maybe I should start a podcast on that. But who's going to listen? And then I'm creating all this work, all this effort to just shout into the void? No, that doesn't sound fun. But here's where you're wrong, my friends. There's a magical little platform called Anchor. And it's everything you need or anything you want to create a podcast. It's completely free and there's creation tools to make it easy and fun for you to be able to do it literally anywhere. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You can hold up your phone like you're talking to a friend and you're actually reporting a podcast. And the audio is amazing. This is what I used when I first started my podcast and it is a great app. It's a great platform and the best thing about it is you upload your podcast, send it away, and Anchor will upload it for you onto all the streaming platforms, onto Spotify, onto Applecasts, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, you'll be able to hear your podcast. I'll be able to li- you can send me your podcast and I'll listen to it. Anyway, you're probably still thinking, I don't know, I'm a little on the edge here. I'm a little on the fence. Because even if I do create a podcast, who's going to listen? I'm never going to make money off the podcast. Not like you do. But see, this is where you're also wrong, my little wolf pups. With Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You don't have to reach 500 people. You could reach one dude in South Carolina that lives in his mom's basement and he never wears pants. He only wears tidy whities all the time and his mom brings him oatmeal when he's hungry and corn dogs because who doesn't love corn dogs? It doesn't matter if that guy is your one and only fan because with Anchor, you don't have to have a minimum listenership. You could have one guy, two guys, 500 guys, 1,000 guys. It doesn't matter. You'll still make money off your podcast by reading ads much like I'm doing now. There's no minimum listenership. That's what's great about Anchor. It's everything you need literally in one place to make a podcast. Now, listen closely and I'll tell you how to do it, all right? It's super complicated. You might want to take some notes. Step one, open up your smartphone or iPhone. Go to the App Store and type in anchor.fm. Click the download button and get your podcast started. It's that easy. All right, now enjoy the show. Sorry to take a little break. I know we just had an ad, but I really do need to tell you. I need to further... Instill my point. You know, we live in a time of some craziness, all right? There's some riots going on. There's a COVID-19 virus going on. There's all this talk about defunding the police department. I'm sure you want to give your opinions out there. Shout them out there. You know, get some following behind you. 
you know, up the morale a little bit in society in America. God knows we could all have a little content that would let us, you know, escape from all the awfulness in the world. Surely this podcast doesn't do it for you. So create your own, all right? When I was first trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. One being, am I going to have to upload my podcast to each platform individually? To Spotify, to Apple, to everywhere? Because that's, that's going to be super annoying and I don't want to do that. Well, that's when I heard about Anchor. It's a one-stop all you need to create a podcast. They upload, you upload it onto Anchor. Oh, here's my little podcast. I'm talking about riots and what flavor ice cream I like. I send it into Anchor. They upload it and they distribute it for me on Spotify, Apple, everywhere. You can listen to a podcast you will hear about Easily Irritated. It is that awesome. But here's another question I had. Will I ever make money? Like, Let's say I do develop a fan following. Will I make money? Will I be able to apply for sponsors? But here's what I didn't know is you don't even have to have a minimum listenership with Anchor. No. You can make money from your podcast right away. I don't, I wouldn't expect a lot of money, but you know, two cents from every listener, that adds up, you know? So, the answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor, all right? Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with the great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. Why have advertisers, oh, this is for hymns. If you're uh, losing your hair and your dick doesn't work, come here and use my code word. They're not going to match you up with randos like that, okay? They know your podcast. Advertisers, advertisers, advertisers know your demographic, all right? They know the message you're trying to get out, and they will match sponsors to you, to the content that you offer. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Now, all you have to do, it's, it's not complicated at all. First of all, open up the App Store on your smartphone or your iPhone, right? Type in anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash start. And... Uh, You'll get started, you'll make your podcast, you'll make money. Maybe you might even become Rogan legendary. The Joe Rogan experience might even fail to comparison of how massive your show is, mans, dudes, whoa, mans. Join the revolution of podcasting. Now, back to the show. This episode is brought to you by Ordered Chaos Comedy Club. It's a uh, improv company, mostly online on Twitch, Ordered Chaos, and on Facebook. That's O R D 
E-R-E-D-C-H-A-O-S. Obviously, there's a space in between those. My good friend uh, is uh, in the troupe, and his name's Brandon Caraco. They do a um, every uh, second Thursday or something like that. Check out the page. I'll read you the, the description. Ordered chaos provides an energy similar to the current world, weird circumstances, odd timing, and playful characters genuinely trying their best to get by. Dedicated to being affected, these trashy thespians are happy to find the laughter within the mess. Check them out at Ordered Chaos on Facebook and Twitch. And uh, they seem to be pretty popular, you know. About uh, 3.4 thousand, apparently. It's pretty nice. And he's a good friend of mine. He's very funny. I don't know uh, some of the other members, but, you know, anything Brandon does, I'm a fan. It's one of my favorite comics to watch. So check him out. Check out the Twitch at Ordered Chaos. And uh, check him out on Facebook. They do Facebook Lives. Anyway. Back to the show. Easily Irritated was not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Welcome to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, Mike McCowan, and I'm here with comedian Travis Clark. How you folks doing? Uh, it's not a great time for comedy. It's well, not, it's not, not a great, great time for anything other than capitalism. What is capitalism, anyway? Not something I'm going into right now. Huh? <laughs> but... Yeah, no, it's not a good time for comedy right now. What are you telling what you're doing on the your phone? Oh, I was looking up some of the most insane and ridiculous 
Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 classes I could find so that we can have some interesting characters in the game. Yeah, Travis has started a streaming show for D&D. Might as well. It's one way we can practice social distancing by sitting at opposite sides of the table. Yeah. I've had some weird Lyft drivers today. I feel that most Lyft drivers nowadays are weird around here. No, the first one, he said, I don't want to talk about coronavirus. It's the first words he said to me. And I have an earpiece in, too, and I'm on my phone. And he was like, but uh, you know what we could talk about? You uh, ever have a um, psychedelic experience? I was like, no. And he goes, but you're open to it, right? I can tell you, you've already had a psychedelic experience. I was like, really? And he goes, and sometimes you remember them. And I was like, all right. And he's like, do you dream? And I was like, all right, I think I kind of know where this guy's going. He's talking about DMT. <laughs> and so then I started talking to him about DMT, and he got to a point where he realized that he doesn't know very much about it. <laughs> and he goes, do you watch Joe Rogan? I was like, ah, oh, and that's your information source. A comedian podcast. <laughs> And so that's one strange Lyft driver, but you said drivers, plural. Well, at the end of it, he goes, at first I thought you were just a guy going through a rough patch. I was like, gee, thanks. And then he's like, then I realized you're actually like a educated guy. I was like, because we're talking about drugs? If anything, I'm a degenerate because I know so much about drugs. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's an interesting Lyft ride. Okay. Um, and then the second one kept saying that the suit I was wearing was orange, but it was red. And that uh, she was from Holland and that their main color is orange. And I don't know anything about Holland, so I couldn't tell if she was a liar or not. But she had an American accent. She's a little old lady and she wouldn't allow me to sit in the back of the car. But wait, wait, you had to sit in the front seat of a lift? Yeah. She said it's just a policy because she doesn't like people behind her. I was like, why drive? Uh, oh. So if you have more than one passenger coming, you say, I can't take it? <laughs> I can't take you. I can't trust the guy behind me. Do you... But it's a baby. I don't give a shit. Do you make it's sticky for no three reason. Three people lap up in the front seat? Like a Russian... Doll, you know. Yeah, I was. I thought it was weird, but I was like, Russian and doll? I still have my headphones in, and I was like, I always have the same like expectation. It's like, unless you're a black guy, and I know it sounds racist, but like, unless you're a black guy, I don't want to talk to you because you don't have anything interesting to say to me. You're just bothering me. I'm already listening to a podcast. You're just driving me. Just drive. If you're like a black guy, never had a bad experience talking to a black guy about anything. And I'll pause my podcast and everything, and I'll be fully engaged. But any white piece of shit is all racist, and I don't know anything. I don't want to talk about coronavirus. Here, let me talk about the stimulus package. And I was like, I'm pretty sure they voted that down. He goes, oh, I guess I haven't checked it today. <laughs> <sighs> the state of the world is... Boring as hell. I had to go do something. 
And I had to go to downtown Phoenix. Yeah. On Friday. And it was like 1 p.m. Normally, that place is packed. I saw like three people total in all of downtown. It was like a ghost town. And I mean, well, everything's being shut down. Did you see the kid at the gas station earlier? Mm -mm. I wanted to say something to you then, but I don't want to embarrass that kid. In fact, I wanted to say something to the kid, but I was like, nah, just don't interact with it because it's a child and you're a grown man. But um, he he was wearing gloves. Did you see the rubber gloves? He, the one kid with the money, was at, he had his hand with the gloved hand around the drink, but he was holding the dirty money with a regular non-gloved hand. He had the glove. He, he was wearing like the wrong side. Oh, and I why why do you only have one glove on like Michael Jackson? I wanted to say to him, I was like, kind of have the wrong glove on the wrong hand because you're holding the dirtiest money with the non-gloved hand. But I fucking hated when people would say shit like that, especially adults when I was a kid. So I was just like, I won't say anything. Mm. But I did think it was funny. I I'm more intrigued by why you only had one glove on. Well, it already had off? it already had tears on it. I imagine it probably like got oh. torn apart. But it's still. <laughs> you said he was a teenager. He was that twelve-year-old uh, black kid with his. Uh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Younger kids. Yeah. I, I just twelve just, years old, huh? Well, you should learn no. to pull it out before he masturbates with yeah. clothes on. It wouldn't hurt as easily. That's true. Get used to the condom feel. <laughs> um. Jesus. Remember when we were kids? We thought it was so cool. We we're buying condoms. Like you don't have to have an age limit. Well, so now in the world we have no clue what's going on with anything. It's not just comedy. The entertainment world is like grinding you to a halt. We're not afraid of AIDS, but we're afraid of the cough. Well, I mean, everyone it is what it is. I mean it's a legitimate fear. We've lost Ryan, he's dead. Or soon will be. Yep. Planet of the Apes, the apes will take over. Or in this case, the Mexicans. Since they're immune. Ah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's just, movies are being shut down. Things aren't being filmed because it takes too many people to film a movie. So, all movie filming is grinding to a halt. Um, Vloggers have nothing to talk about because they're in their house. Exactly. Freaking, uh, the... Pro wrestling is... I don't even know what they're going to do. You know what I wanted to do today? They're shooting shows in front of no audience, which is... It's like doing a comedy show in front of no audience. I tried to watch Brandon's, and it was hard to watch. I took a few pictures to let him know. Be like, oh, look, I got a few pictures of you, so you can use it for your shit. But uh, I didn't watch a lot of it. It wasn't on anything on him. It's just, it's not a correct format for live comedy. Streaming. I Podcasting. Abandoned ship. Games. That's, I, that's I, I, I abandoned sleeping. ship during the 10 minute extended version of Party Quirks. I, I when, when I, it required a phone call from the girl's dad, it 
that still didn't work, I I, I, I tuned out. I, I, it dragged on too long. Remember when um, Brandon was doing the elbow touch thing? Mm-hmm. Took a few pictures, tuned out right after that. <laughs> it's it's not a good format. It's not. It's nothing on him. It was just like. A, it's the format. It's, yeah. There's uh, no audience there. To be no, it, there's no interaction. I mean, I understand. You're essentially just bombing. You get a little bit of interaction, you know, from the people who are watching, but it, it for something like an improv show, yeah, it just it it does require an audience. Like trying to do this stand up, and that would be without cool. even using like laugh tracks or anything. Think about this. Think about this. All right, Aerosmith walks out on stage at Wembley Stadium to perform their most amazing set ever in front of a entire stadium of nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to pan to. It, exactly, it, it, but it's still you it, know that the it song, takes your energy though. You still know the song's gonna be good though. But that's not the point. Yeah. It, it, it saps as a performer. Yeah, it saps your energy. Uh, you can see it as I was saying in pro wrestling with no audience, mm-hmm. and even the wrestlers have said it. They feed off the energy of the audience, and when you're a comedian, um, you do the same thing. Yeah. When the audience is behind you. And they're loving what you're doing. They're clapping. They're laughing. They're getting along with it. You may even get that person to snort once or twice. You know, breathe in and exhale at the same time. Yeah. That's beautiful. It feels good. It makes you happier. Your jokes are smoother. You know, yeah. it, it it's it's way harder when you have nothing behind you because basically what you're doing is standing in front of a mirror practicing your material. Yeah. And no matter what, the material you practice in front of the mirror will never be as good without an audience because it's going to push you. Same thing for a theater play. You know, even the play. They are feeding off the audience. It's not in the same way, but they are. That's why they want the roses at the end and, you know, the so no, everyone's paying attention yeah. and everything. They're feeding off these people's undivided attention. Yeah. Because they're, in essence, a live movie at have, that moment. Have you seen Harlan Williams? No, I have not. He is a special. Well, you you know who he is. He's been yes. in, like, uh, Southern Mount Mary and yes. Dumb and Dumber. <clears throat> but um, he has a stand-up special where he's in the middle of the desert. There's no audience, and so there's no added laughter or anything like that. And he times it out fine, but it's so, like, I didn't watch the whole thing because it's, like, it's hard to watch because it's just him. It's like an art piece. Yes. It's it's a one-man show. Yes. It's not a, it's not comedy anymore. You can't do comedy without live. I mean, you can't, but you can't do live comedy without live people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sucks. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, what we do is entertain both yeah. in our secondary pursuits as well as our main job and I mean considering our average for our main job is 50 people or more yeah it's a little worrisome I mean I know we'll fight through it yeah I I don't I don't see our company going anywhere and we'll come out the other side stronger yeah but how long is that gonna be 
you know, in the end, that's not up to anybody other than the situation. Yeah. You know, it's, there's 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 so many guidelines and things that are being followed right now. That it's not about losing comics or actors. It's just like actors. no one can do anything about it. Yeah. Entertainment for the live part of it, even recording yeah. movies, is part pretty much dead right now. Yeah, I mean, because no matter what, if you're if you're filming a high budget movie, a yeah. blockbuster, it's going to take a minimum of fifty to a hundred people on set each day. Yeah. Uh, th- you can't do that. And even now, I'm going to go back to it because it, it's just, it's so different from anything they've ever done, and that's pro wrestling. Their biggest event of the year for any pro wrestling brand, anything, is WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, other organizations host days in a city, in the same city, are near it yeah. that weekend and that week because they make money from it. People make it a week-long thing for WrestleMania. Well, this week, that's this time, that's not possible. Yeah. Um, so instead, for the first time ever, they're going to film it over two days, um, which is weird. Uh, and it's not going to be live? No. Uh, it won't, none of it will be live. Uh, all of it's going to be pre-taped. Uh, and it's weird to see the stands empty. Yes, but see, not all of them will even take place in the same place. Mm-hmm. Some of them will be in this location, some will be in another location, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it it's going to make for a really weird viewing experience. I'm going to watch because I'm intrigued and I yeah. cuz it could be a movie. They have like I think 8 hours of time to fill. You know, four one day, four the next, maybe more, maybe ten. Um, that's a lot of time to to make a story or multiple stories. You know, ten hours is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to think about. That is ten hours. Yeah, that's the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Look at how much they told in yeah. those ten hours. That's why people should be doubling down on like podcasting and streaming. And yes. Because like they can't do anything. Exactly. Now, th- this is an epic thing that they yeah. have the possibility of doing. They have the money behind them, the production value behind them. Yeah. Um, and the talent. Uh, but will that work or will it become... Two hours of something cool with eight hours of drudgery. Yeah. Because you're just staring, looking at what is essentially live performance with nothing live. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's intriguing. Like, I would love for them to uh, rent out a parking lot or a a parking structure and hold a no-holds-barred match in there. Just legit have the whole thing blocked off, have chairs, tables, and weird stuff all over. The only three people in the whole structure are the ref and the two wrestlers. Or even in the shutdown, like, elementary school. (laughs) That would be hilarious. Because they're all shut down right now. Now, see, there's a match way back in the 90s that people... Some people love, some people hate. desk chairs and stuff. Uh, But it was Booker T versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And they fought in a supermarket. 
That's cool. <laughs> They're beating each other with pow- with a flour and milk, <laughs> eggs, and produce. Yeah. They need to do stuff like that. Yeah. Right now. Uh, because if they don't, it's going to be too boring to sit through the whole thing. Yeah. Now, I'm a WWE Network subscriber. Yeah. So, I already paid for it. I'm going to watch it. But that that's a lot of drudgery for an hour and a half of laughing. See, if there was only an hour and a half of good parts yeah. in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, it never would have became a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, I pray and hope, but they're... Their hands are somewhat tied because they're facing the same problem we are. You know, they they can only have so many people in this location. Yeah. And if they do try to film an epic like that, it will take too many people. So that's why people should be um, doubling down on podcasts and stuff. Is it good from home? Well, yeah, and because it's think about how like when's the last time that it affected worldwide. Like, people are in their houses worldwide on the internet right now. Never. Never. Not since the creation of the internet. Yeah, so, like, people who don't take advantage of it, like, people like us and stuff like that, are just, like, I don't know why you're still looking. All right, so, let's see. The internet became prevalent or became available to the general consumer sometime in the 80s. Yeah. All right. Um, I would say the last time... I keep putting my hand in front of my mouth. I would say that the last time that anything of this size, uh, of this global uh, panic happened would have been maybe World War II? Oh, yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Um, But even then, they never attacked America. So... Whereas, yeah, we were hurt by all the people we were losing over there. Well, they eventually... It wasn't... Yes, they attacked Pearl Harbor, but they never hit the mainland. Yeah. And that that keeps us somewhat segmented from the suffering of the rest of the world during that time. Um, Yes, we suffered plenty. I take nothing from any of that. Uh, Our soldiers the most. But... The country itself did not feel the ramifications of the war like the rest of the world did. Um, And I can't honestly think of a time that it ever has. Uh, Because if there's been something that drove America to a nationwide panic, it usually wasn't affecting the rest of the world. Like the Civil War. Yeah, Our, the 20s with Prohibition, you think? No, that didn't affect anywhere but us. Yeah. Prohibition was America. Yeah. Um, same with, uh, you know, World War One and all these things. It, it, it didn't affect us. Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, we were affected, but not <clears throat> here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And same with, uh, I mean, any of it, really. If this is the plague. Uh, the apocalypse follows, and all of a sudden we see naked floating people on the stuff. 
It's possible. It's but like, I mean, so that's what she looks like naked. <laughs> Could have lived my whole life without knowing that. Yeah, I would say that name. <laughs> but the, you know, there's, there's, I mean, even at our country's founding, yeah, in the Revolutionary War, there was not a worldwide panic. Yeah, it was panic in places, especially here, and we were definitely affected. But it was, you know, maybe four to five countries at the most. This has affected every continent and every country on the planet. Yeah. I don't think anything has ever done that. Ever. Ebola did not touch every country, uh, or every continent even, I don't believe. Uh, during the whole Ebola thing. It may have, yeah. but I do not believe it hit every continent. Yeah. Um, uh, the Black Plague did not hit every continent. It was focused mainly in Europe. Yeah. I mean, it did hit others, but it was focused mainly in Europe. Yeah. I don't think anything has ever really hit the world the way this has. Yeah. Uh, in the terms of actually legitimately affecting every person on the planet. Yeah. This 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 is the only thing that I can think of in outside of biblical stories, whether you believe them or not, are mythological stories that affect something on a global scale like this. Uh, yeah, there's major events throughout the history. Uh, the destruction of Pompeii. Okay. Where did that affect? Pompeii. Yeah. Did it affect us? No. Did it affect Asia? No. I mean, I know it may sound a little callous, but uh, to be honest, there's been some major, major, major nasty things that have happened around the world throughout history. Mm -hmm. But I, but throughout... Probably. All my research could not find anything outside of mythological or biblical stories that affect something on a global scale. Yeah. And even if that is true, even if any of those are true, we're talking a minimum of, what, 15,000 years ago or something? Yeah. Prior to the time of actual written civilization. Um, it would have to be prior to the time of documented Asian civilization, at least, which goes back about like till 10,000 BC or something like that. I don't remember the exact date, but it's, you know, written and documented. Their history goes back that far. So it would have to be sometime prior to that because obviously they were not wiped out. <laughs> There's a written line documenting it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but so you're looking at a minimum of 15,000 years or so since anything has affected us on a global scale. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, ear the earliest thing you could think of um, would probably be, you know, the flood. If you look at the Bible or some Greek stories, uh, the Bible, God caused the flood, obviously, and saved Noah. In the Greek stories, uh, Zeus caused the flood, but Apollo talked him into saving a, rent, a uh, beggar and his wife. Um, who gave them shelter. And now, um, same thing, the flood. Yeah. Uh, you have the Ice Age, 
the Dark Ages, you know. Um, but again, the Dark Ages, we're talking, what was that, like uh, 1800 BC or something like that? Uh, 2500 BC? I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when the Dark Ages was, but the Dark Ages, I think it was 1300 BC, whatever, the Dark Ages. Yeah, that affected the world. Guess what? That's still thousands of years ago. America as a country has been around since the 1700s. We're nearing a bit, like 250. I believe uh, the 2026 will be our 250th year as a country. That's not very old. No. We're a baby. Mm-hmm. So we have never been affected by something that affected the rest of the world before. This is the first time in our country, uh, in our country's history, that we have been affected by something that affected everybody on a global scale. Um, And everyone's losing their shit. No one knows what to do. I mean, now would be a perfect time for a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. It's kind of like Planet of the Apes, because that's how the virus spread, was like a Viral infection, and then they allow oh, the apes oh, oh, to take over. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Not, not the new one. Yeah, the I new love one the new one. The new one, too. But the, that, this is more along the lines of the old one, where it, it eventually goes into, like, a quarantine and then a yeah. lockdown. The new one's more like they just rise up and say, fuck you, we're taking over. No, the, uh, in the end of the first one, it shows the spread of the disease. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but it was just them taking over, yeah. basically. It, that's what it showed. Whereas yeah. in the old one, it was more a gradual thing until the yeah. apes were the dominant species. Yeah. Or like um, 28 days later, that's um, like rabies. Yep. Yep. Uh, but, you know, something along those lines. It, it, this would be... This is the... This is the uh, prologue to... Or the prelude to any, just about any zombie story yeah. you can think of. Imagine being in the hospital, waking up from a coma after being in like six months. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, this is a nation, you know, I mean, a global pandemic and of a disease. Yeah. And that is always, almost, the start of any zombie movie. Yeah. They don't even have to be zombies. Whatever the hell they were in the Will Smith movie that sucked horribly. Um, yeah. Um, uh, the I Am Legend. Yes. God, that was a horrid movie. Uh, I love Will Smith. He's an amazing actor. That was a horrible movie. Um, this is when they should release The Last of Us 2. <laughs> but, you know, this this is the start of that. This is the, the, the prologue to, to Mad Max. Yeah. This is literally... If you watch the original Mad Max... Yeah, that's how it uh, was a disease. The original was. Mad Max might as well take place 10 years from now. Yeah. Aubrey's mother pointed out that his son works in Johnson's office. Before his recusal, however, Barnhill wrote a letter saying that... Laying out the reasons that he felt McMichaels had done nothing wrong. Well, of course, man. Noting that Georgia has an open law carry that a separate state allow law allows a private citizen to attempt arrest if an offense is committed, 
in his presence or within an immediate knowledge and that it is a stand your ground law that allows someone who feels threatened to use deadly force to protect themselves without having to first try to retreat or call the law enforcement. Merritt has dismissed Barnhill's interpretation of these laws, telling CNN he doesn't believe that McMichaels were that the McMichaels were trying to make a citizen's arrest. Uh, no, not even according to the McMichaels statement. They just saw a guy ran by and grabbed the guns. Noting that the McMichaels statement frame statements frame the shooting as an act of self-defense. As he said, the citizen's arrest law says you actually have to be observing the crime or be in the immediate knowledge of the crime, but argues the McMichaels never claimed that this was the case. The only thing they ever said that the only thing they ever 